Yo, what's up guys, it's Falmus Cosplay here, talking to you all in internet land, yes. So, we're going to be starting up a little podcast, a little treat for your ears, while you should walk about in a day of life. And here's, you'll go into public transport, and I'll be whispering, coo- cooing in your ear. So, we'll start off. With a personal story of mine, a story about cosplay and how I got into it. Now, I know a lot of you have seen the little cosplay stories I've been doing on the page because we've got a thousand views per video, which is amazing so far. (laughs) But I've never really explained how I got into it, which might be nice. So, let's talk about that, shall we? So, I was around about uh, seven or eight years ago. So this is when the cosplay community was virgining in the British Isles, and especially in the Scotland. We did not have the MCM. We did not have Comic-Con. We had no big events, people. It was just a bunch of random people getting together to celebrate what they love and the characters they love and the characters that affected their lives. <gasps> but that's a different story. <laughs> so, if I remember right, uh, the very first cosplay I did was of a Japanese music singer called Kyo from Daringri. Who were my jam as a teenager. <laughs> yeah, they're like super hefty metal now. And yeah, I'm not into that. I preferred them when they were in the like pop era. So I think I'd done some people looking for like if somebody had done a costume of them. And then I put in Kyo costume. And it came up with, did you mean cosplay? And I was like... What the hell is cosplay? So, I put in co- I just searched cosplay definition on ye olde Google, uh, and lo and behold, I found out what cosplay was. So there we go. <laughs> so I looked. I see if there was any cosplay groups in Scotland. There was only the one at the time uh, that was run by a guy called Henry Wu, uh, and I attended as Kyo from Darren Gray. My costume was absolutely shit, but it was a journey that would take me to something I love to this day. And for me, that's something special. So, I'm thinking about it um, all the way back then for my cosplay journey anyway. how far I've come, because you always like to think back on things. Was I really shit back then? What did I do wrong? What did I do right? Things have continued, lessons I've learned from that period of time. But yeah, we've definitely learned things, haven't we? Uh, but I'm trying to remember what it was I actually did for that. Um, so. And the costume it was like this black uh, bandana thing that went over his head, but his hair came out the sides. So what? Uh, and there was like also a kind of black bandana thing 
from the bottom of his nose to just where his chin, his neck met the the shirt. So well, there was a fabric break, but it was a little bit difficult. So what I did was at the time I listened to um, the Raven Effect, which is my gamer tag now. Um, it was hosted by a, a former or currently professional wrestler called Raven, uh, who wrestled in the WWE, which I was a big fan of back then, as to me cosplaying CM Punk later on, like, that's a different thing. Uh, and he was talking about how um, he gets his bandanas and things, as he said that he just cut off the sleeves of his shirts, short sleeve shirts. And he wears them as bananas. So I did that as a little bit of a thing for doubling in my references, kind of. Um, and it worked, kind of. Uh, looking back, it didn't work at all. But it worked <laughs> for me back then, knowing absolutely nothing about cosplay. Uh, so I put the a black one on the top of my head and a black one from the nose down. Uh, he also had a lot of these kind of safety pins and um, little stud things and in the cloth on the bottom half and some on the top right on of the head one. Uh, so I did try to create that but it just didn't look great at all. <laughs> but I was like, ah, fuck it, it's my first one and I don't really know if I'm going to be into this or not. But as we know, seven years later, it's still happening, people. So I think I was into it. <laughs> um, so the first cosplay meet, what was that like? Uh, it's kind of difficult to describe a Scottish scene to somebody that hasn't experienced it back then. So what we did was a lot of um, kind of we met up in a local train station, really. Um, and from there we would go around the local comic book shops and things like that. Um, so I'm trying to remember how many people were at these events. Around about 10 to 20 people at that time. And the first one, as far as I remember, where we went was... Um, there was a there's a Chinatown in Glasgow, but it's a nice kind of little shopping mall place. Um, think of like a small town kind of shopping place, you know, where you would get a butcher's or baker's um, and an actual little grocery shop, so that kind of thing, but that, it was all um, Asian, Asian inspired, which was really cool, because I liked the, the difference of the architecture and the difference of colours, uh, being an art major, of course I would notice those kind of things. Um, and then from there, we went uh, to a local big huge um, flat piece of grass there wasn't much on it but it was good for photographs that's what we used it for and then we went on to Forbidden Planet and I think it, that was one of two comic book shops in Glasgow that I know of that still exists today uh, and I think the other one was a shop run by a cosplayer at the time who's um, a master at Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> uh, called Simon McGoldrick or Goldkirk. I'm not entirely sure how she pronounces his last name, but if you're listening, Simon, yes, I remember those days. <laughs> uh, 
so we went to the comic book shop place uh, for Britain Planet. Went and had a look, see if there was anything anybody wanted to buy. I wasn't willing to put my hand in my pocket back in. <laughs> uh, and then we went on to the St. Enoch Centre, which is like a big, huge shopping area. So think of that like uh, a mall, almost. It's almost like a mall, but I wouldn't say it's as big. So um, there's like two sets of escalators when you walk in, and there's like a flat area at the bottom where there's like jewellery shops and uh, a kind of donut-y place and there's uh, a pharmacy and things like that. So we walked up the escalators and to, at the top of the escalators was a Scottish like sweetie shop. It's like think fudge, uh, macaroons, things like that. So after that there was another set of escalators that took us up to Hamley's, uh, which is a British toy shop, which is still there to this day. Uh, and we played on Just Dance for a while. Uh, so that was fun. <laughs> Considering I, I used to be a professional brew dancer until my knees got fucked. <laughs> I totally bossed it. So, I'm trying to remember who was there uh, that I'm still friends with now. I think um, Rebecca Drum was, yes, she was. Uh, she was there my first ever meeting, I've remained friends with her ever since. And I remember looking up to her back in those days, um, but I don't think I, I, anymore because um, it's no use trying to be as good as somebody else. You want to try to be as good as you can possibly be. So that's the way I think now. I try to be evolve my own thing, try to bear, be beat myself, if you know what I mean, last time. And that way you can you're always trying to figure things out and evolve yourself rather than constantly measuring yourself against somebody else. Because if you do that, um, especially if it's somebody that had been in the cosplay game as long as Rebecca had been and has been to this point, um and you're just never going to measure up. Uh, and it's not fair on yourself either to just go, oh, I'll never be as good as them, because they're doing it from a different angle and a different way from you. And it's not really accurate to go, well, they're better than me because this, that, and the other thing. But there's things, there's stylistic things and things like that that they wouldn't be able to do because you're doing it, you're coming at it from a different mindset than anyone else. So, um, try to think what happened after that. We went into a local, um, subculture shop, I would call it. Uh, there's a lot of kind of golfy and, um, things like that. And I met, um, someone who's a professional wrestler now, The Zero, who I absolutely love, uh, Matthew Toland, um, he was an amazing guy as well. I can't remember who he cosplayed as, but there you go. Uh, even back then, you could tell he had an inner drive and an inner connection with him, within himself, and he would go on to do great things, which he is now because he's an amazing wrestler. Shout out to the Um Other than that, I think the early cosplay meets were... I wouldn't say bad. But they weren't good. <laughs> I think they were really badly organised. They were really unsafe, looking back at it. Um, but there was a more of a sense of community back then, I think. Um, 
everybody was more helpful, everybody wanted to help everybody else, uh, things like that, but we are still like that, I think, I think mostly everybody is still like that, but I think now that, um, I'm starting to get older, uh, there's a new generation of cosplayers coming in, they don't have to experience the horror of walking about, uh, Glasgow with, uh, people shouting at you going, oh, look at us, we person, <laughs> No, they have the safety of the big Glasgow comic book page events, which are amazing, and I still think one of the best cosplay events in Scotland. Uh, there's lots of really good events now. Um, I don't think there's a month go by now where there isn't a cosplay event, which is amazing, because that's always where you want to go. You want to go to an event where things are on display, things you wouldn't find anywhere else, as I often say. Uh, thing, meet people, meet new friends, learn things, uh, grow your skills, and all together interact with the community that you love. <laughs> so, looking back on those old cosplay events, did they hold up? Mm, no. <laughs> but I think cosplayers that got the start back then are different from cosplayers now because um, we get like it's difficult to explain I think everybody that starts from a different way and a different angle they're going to evolve in different ways because everybody's different everybody like has their own ideas, styles and things like that in cosplay anyway so maybe environmental things affected us in the cosplay community when we're back then that have kind of unknown benods to us sneaked our way into our cosplay styles and maybe the people that are younger now that are coming into it now in about five or six years time you'll start to see their styles evolving uh, but I look forward to that because I like to see something that I've put so much time, effort and love and care into evolve and change. It's like a little child in that way, I guess. <laughs> so, this has been Villainous Cosplay and testing out the podcast. Hopefully next time we'll have a little guest-to-guest on, which would be nice. And we can sit and talk to them about their cosplay life, how they evolved, how they got their star, where they are now, where they're heading, and I'll see you next time, my villainous buddies. And next on the agenda um, is going to be I'm trying, The Night's King. That's who I'm cosplaying as next. You can catch me at the... I'm trying to think what the best next. Uh... I'm not sure, but you, I'll post that up. You'll figure it out. You'll see it. Um, as always, you can head over to The Villainous Cosplay. You can head over to Villainous Cosplay on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. I am everywhere, people. <laughs> because I love you guys so much and I want to help you in any way. And that's why I always say we in FFMO. I always say we. We did this, we did that. Because you help, guys. I do this all for you guys, and I do it all for the Children's Hospice Association of Scotland. See you later, guys.